oh, you know, well, you know, uh, Trevor hasn't really uh, uh, mastered the QB sneak. We haven't really practiced the QB sneak yet. I'm not really confident in it. Remember. What the f***? You don't think Trevor Lawrence doesn't know how to QB sneak? <laughs> Welcome to the Drunken Jaguar. Asad is joining me via call, and we are here to offer some comfort, some sense of meaning. After the Jaguars lost now their fifth game of the season, their 20th in a row, I didn't know if I even wanted to talk about them anymore. But then I said, you know what? If we don't talk about them, who will? So Asad, I ask you, What's the most frustrating thing right now coming off this Jaguars loss to the Titans this past Sunday? Ah, man. Well, there's a lot of frustrating things, but I think the most important is the coaching. What are we doing at the one-yard line? The goal line plays? Like, if it happens once, sure. It happened in a game earlier this season. It's happened twice now. Has it happened three times? I'm not even sure. But it's just ridiculous. Just sneak the ball in. And Urban Meyer not knowing his personnel and James Robinson not being in the game and he doesn't know or isn't paying attention, that's ridiculous. The dude's averaging nine yards a carry. It's frustrating. So would you say the the goal line issues maybe? I mean, it's kind of funny. We've gotten similar, we've been in similar situations kind of week to week now. Yeah, I mean, that's unacceptable, but that's something that will you'll only have to deal with once in a while, I would hope, you know, being fourth and goal and not sneaking the ball in. But the James Robinson thing is seems like a reoccurring thing now. Like we saw it in the first couple of weeks. They were hesitant to even play him for some odd reason. And now he's having great games and they still keep pulling him for Carlos Hyde, who's Urban's little guy from Ohio State. It's always Ohio State guys, man. I don't know. I don't know what Carlos Hyde's doing in the game, but it, it can't happen. Not when James Robinson's on fire like that. Thank you for watching your language when describing Carlos Hyde. It's funny when you mentioned we were talking pre-call about goal line problems, finishing at the goal line, goal line problems. It sounded like a, a metaphor for sexual dysfunction or something, which, which hey, it might be a good metaphor here for the Jaguars. It really might be. All right. So you mentioned James Robinson. Yeah, I agree. This may be one of the hottest topics this week for Jaguars fans. We've heard it discussed on uh, Jaguars Happy Hour, on the Jaguars Radio. We're seeing it to an extent in some of the national conversations. Definitely like a Michael DiRocco ESPN focus here is that you have James Robinson who, man, is it fair to say he has like throughout his year and a half with us has never fucking let us down. Tony Baselli even said like, how often can you remember James Robinson rushing for less than a yard, right? Much less like a loss on, on the down. It is special how unique uh, Robinson is as a runner, how elusive he is as a back He's been a consistent force for us, and yet we can't really lean on him. And it's a little concerning. You mentioned coaching because when Urban Myers asked about James Robinson's lack of presence on the field overall, and then specifically in the second half of this game that he had already broken 100 yards by halftime, Urban says, wait, what? He said he wasn't on the field as often? I mean, in all these games recently, we've kind of been in the mix. I feel like it's tough when you're more desperate, you're going to lean on, you might, you will tend to lean on the pass game more, but we've actually done really well, sometimes deep into the third or even fourth quarter running the ball. So I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm baffled 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I don't think my problem is as much with James Robinson not being in on the goal line. It's that Urban didn't know is my big problem. Urban Meyer, then, how do you evaluate him five weeks in? It it doesn't look good, but I still cannot give up. I know I've seen like all over Twitter, all over everywhere, really. They they think it's it's done. The experiment is over and maybe mid-season let him go or beginning of next season start fresh but i still don't see that happening yet it's such a long season i know five games is almost a third of the season but there's still time there's still time to develop this quarterback it's such a young team you know he's coaching in the nfl for the first time so it's not going to be easy let's see how he battles back from this adversity and this will really tell us you know he looked like he had his team ready to play on sunday i'll tell you that the jags look like they were playing tough We've got failed college to NFL experiments with uh, coaching experiments with the likes of, you know, Steve Spurrier in the past. And we've got very successful with the likes of Jimmy Johnson and Urban still, I mean, even despite 0-5 start, can't really say a definitive answer yet. Um, what is positive so far about Urban Meyer coaching the Jacksonville Jaguars that you've seen in the actual games this season? What what? is unique about him that you have hopes for like why would he be better than promoting one of our other coaching staff members or going out and hiring someone uh like a byron leftwich who might be a hometown favorite who it's hard to answer this question at in this period of time of course but i do like that he lets trevor play a lot of uh coaches especially a new coach would be kind of conservative with their rookie quarterback no matter if they were the first pick or, you know, drafted in the second round. But I feel like Urban's letting Trevor Lawrence play his game. And now Trevor is getting better noticeably every week. Like you see this guy and you you can see it. You can see that this guy is the franchise quarterback and you can see he's the answer to some of our problems. Of course, we need to solve other problems like coaching and defense and having playmakers to help him. But he's letting him play. So I'll give him that. So the only unique thing Urban's offering is that he lets the number one pick of the NFL draft play more. That's all I can say right now. I can't, I can't even tell you that he's rallying his troops. You know, I, I keep hearing this, you know, we saw the story about Dan Campbell, the Lions head coach. He's a first year coach as well. And this was the guy who was talking about his team's going to be breaking kneecaps and saying all this silly. Some, some people thought like corny stuff, but now you watch the Lions play and they play so hard and they rally around their coach you don't see that in Jacksonville. Do you see that man crying at the podium? Because he felt so bad. He wants to win that bad. I just don't see that with Urban. Yeah, he did. We did have the moment during the game against the Titans where, what was the red flag? What was the challenge flag thrown on? A fumble. It was a Tannehill, Tannehill releasing the ball, but the arm was going forward. Yeah, and he just sat there, man. It was like, you know, TNT, we know drama. As Urban just like stares out into the abyss of the grassy field with his hand on the challenge flag as like everybody behind him from players to coaching staff to like fans in the stands could be seen yelling as if in slow motion, like throw the flag. And and the commentators are like, he may be getting some communication from the booth upstairs that, that may inform this choice. And, and they already said the basically the, the, the general take on this is that like, He's got to throw it just because the whole team wants him to throw it, even though he's, they're not going to win the challenge. So I don't, I don't know, man. I found it kind of fascinating, this whole question of whether or not Urban has the locker room. <laughs> I don't, does Urban have the locker room? I'll give you the question. 
I don't think they've given up on them, and I don't think they've given up on their rookie quarterback and given up on each other. And I think that's what's more important. I think this team really wants to rally around each other, maybe more than the head coach, and win some games. But And I think they'll be able to do that, man. This team battled some adversity on Sunday when we saw that really, really bullshit call to open up the game for the opening drive where Dan Arnold fumbled, which he did not fumble. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you go down 7-0 early and you're like, damn, well, like, this is not a good start. What do we do? We go down the field and we score. And then the Titans score again. And what do we do? We go back and answer. At least we're answering. You know what I mean? It looks like the team is playing. We never gave up. Even deep into that third quarter, it didn't feel like it was over until, you know, we get to the goal line and we get stuffed there. Yeah. Well, I mean, we also have kicking woes, right? So and it, I think it's deflating when we when we do have these answer touchdowns. And everyone's like, like the the comment TV commentators are still in the middle of praising Trevor. Like that placement was just, I mean, the way he threw the receiver open is just elite. I can't believe. And then like mid sentence, they're like, oh, and they missed the extra point. Ah, shit. Well, uh, so the Jaguars are still down. It's a fourteen thirteen at the moment. And then imagine, man, if you can't even make a field goal, you realize like you or me, let's say several shots of tequila in, would be just as accurate. As the Jaguars field goal kickers this year. I don't know how to kick very well, but I think I can make an extra point for God's sake. Can someone make anything? Maybe we would be more accurate. That's very true. And you know what, Bentley? I don't understand. Like, why do we have two kickers on the roster? Why are we having a kicking competition? Like, if you're going to play Lambo, play him one more time. If he messes up, we got to let him go. We got to find a kicker quick, man. We haven't made a field goal. This is embarrassing. I mean, field goals are our currency. The Jaguars of the early 2000s and stuff, right? It's like, you know, when in, in the days that we that we couldn't get into the red zone and score a touchdown, we at least we had some field goals here and there to to put on the scoreboard, and we don't even have that. So it's actually a it's a delight that our offense is functional enough to be able to answer with these drives. I mean, but but you you also have to wonder how much is it hampering our style that we can't even resort to three points when sometimes we might need it. Yeah, which is really sad and. I mean, I could see the Jaguars going for more fourth downs, fourth and shorts, and plus territory going forward because I they don't have the trust of the kicker. Another big issue is lo- losing teams need to make plays, right? And there's been multiple times where Shaq Griffin, I, I, I don't know why this was even noted in my notes, but Shaq Griffin had a pick six again this week. How many times is the ball going to hit this man's hands and he's not going to catch it? And you got to force turnovers. How are you going to win games like that? It would be big to force some turnovers. I feel like we haven't seen one in a while. Yeah, agreed. He's he's on an average of about one a game now, right? That have dropped interceptions. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. So so you're saying hopefully some of those go his way. Basically, I don't know how, how to fairly judge the guy here on these diving catches of balls that weren't weren't thrown to him and then we're expecting him to but he's got to pull it off at some point I and mean, that's what the elite corners are doing you look at fucking uh is it Stefan Diggs's brother Trayvon Diggs whatever with Dallas Jesus man if the ball's thrown within a 5 yard radius he's he's got it he's got it he finds a way playmakers have to make plays man and he yeah he's he's got to get a pick man or this defense, someone's got to force a turnover. And maybe an emphasis on that, you know, going for strips, you know, trying trying to get some turnovers. That's how you win games. 
you can win games that you were supposed to lose by creating turnovers. And we saw that with this 2017 team. Oh man, don't you don't have to mention the 2017 team. I was having a good night until this. <laughs> making me sad, man. That was a fun defense to watch. And it's so nice to be able to that was a rarity where you're more excited to watch your defense than you are your offense. And I can see good energy on this defense. And I think they've actually done a fairly decent job. It's just that they're not winning the turnover ratio by any means. And they do have moments where they, it's kind of like a drive to drive thing, right? There's like drives that we just completely drop and, and then other drives, you know, three and out. They don't get the stops when they need them is what I've noticed. Like, right. You know, we, we go down the score and we cut it to like a one possession lead. Right. And then we can't get a stop and they are driving down the field and killing seven minutes. That can't happen, man. Can't happen. How how about some uh, positive notes? You got anything positive to say about the Jags? Well, yeah, man. I mean, I've I, I like this team. I, I still enjoy watching them a lot. Uh, I've hoped for a win the last, I would say, three weeks. I still hope for a win. I think we've got a big chance uh, against the Dolphins coming up in London. I think the, the JJs will be able to could be able to pull it off there. Hopefully not many Jaguars fans show up like that one guy did last week with a Jaguars jersey and a Houston Texans hat on at the Tottenham Stadium. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I did not even see that. So hopefully they can take advantage of a mostly mostly home home crowd coming up here, and they will win. Man, we're on the cusp of it. It's gonna happen. And this is where this is where I'm gonna offer a counterpoint here about Urban Meyer, that the guy is charismatic, and if I feel like it's someone that if you make him proud, you're gonna be happy for yourself, and I think that can be very very winning or very winsome. Where, where I will give Urban Meyer shit, and, and I think this is like borderline firing worthy if this continues, is throwing other people under the bus. When he had the, the moral witch hunt bullshit about the viral videos at the bar in Ohio, he somehow manages to talk about Trevor Lawrence, our rookie quarterback who's already got the weight of the world on his shoulders this season and definitely doesn't need to be called out for going on a bachelor's party to Vegas. No reason. No need. He does it again this week with the QB sneak thing. Says, oh, you know, well, you know, uh, Trevor hasn't really uh, uh, mastered the QB sneak. We haven't really practiced the QB sneak yet. Not really confident in it. What the fuck? You think Trevor Lawrence doesn't know how to QB sneak? They asked Trevor, and he's like, oh, yeah, I know how to QB sneak. Yes. Like, yes, I grew up playing Madden and <laughs> and football, real football. You know, I know, I know, I know what a QB sneak is. <laughs> and I feel like the same things may be happening with the defense on occasion, maybe happening with specific players who get called out. I mean, like, you know, he gets asked about a player, and he can actually answer in a way that blames the player. That's insane. That is not cool. If for things that are obvious like that, like Chase on sitting out there floating in oblivion while his the person he's supposed to mark has is already in the end zone everyone sees that everyone knows that he fucked up as a coach you don't need to put blame on that player and okay maybe i'm exaggerating because i mean i know he does he does deflect a little bit some of that uh some of that blame and particularly in chayshon's case but you as a coach you need to support and trust your players Infinitely. Everyone knows if they fucked up. Everyone sees it. We're not stupid. If Trevor Lawrence throws four interceptions in a game, we know that's a bad game. But you don't have to, like, throw him under the bus moving forward. 
Yep. He needs to take responsibility and just take it upon yourself, man. You're the head coach. You're the leader. You might as well just do that for your players and your players will respect you for that as well. Yep. So in summary, I think the Jags get their first win soon, and I think they string together a few wins. I I think I mentioned this before. I would not be surprised at a four-game winning streak. The question is, when does it come, and will it be completely meaningless? And it probably is already completely meaningless by the time it comes, but but I also think that kind of thing is less likely the longer that we go without a win. So if we win against Miami, it might be a 5-12 and season. If we don't win against Miami and we win three weeks later or four weeks later, it's a two and 15 season, if you get my vibe here. And I think we can beat Miami. I think this is the most winnable game that I can think of now. But I mean, I don't think we can string (laughs) because we played Buffalo and we saw what Buffalo did to Kansas City. My God, they look good. Yeah, this is the most winnable game now since all the other winnable games have passed. Exactly. (laughs) Pretty much, precisely. It's exactly what's going on. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us in this episode of The Drunken Jaguar. This is an SB Nation and Big Cat Country podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Drunken Jaguar. We need to rename our Twitter profile for some like Britishism about being drunk, like being sloshed or like, I guess knackered is like tired. I don't know, but pissed. Yeah, the pissed Jaguar, but drunk, not anchored. So, yeah, looking forward to uh, (laughs) hopefully our first win. I said, man, we're, how are you going to, are you pumped to watch this? Oh yeah, man. A nice warm cup of coffee at 7.30 mountain time for a kickoff. Sounds like a great way to start the day. Ooh, man, you're devoted. I guess I might still be awake then. So maybe I'll join you. <laughs> Saturday night, man. Oh boy. Yeah, me too. All right. Until next time. Go Jags. Okay, here we go. Let's go JJs. Let's go. You want to watch the game together? You're not going to be alive for that. Oh, uh, dude, I'm going to be so f***ing asleep. Yeah. I will wake up when I wake up and watch it immediately, but I definitely won't watch it at 7.30 a.m. Because either way, it would kind of ruin my day. Yeah, it's good. It, there's a chance it's going to ruin your day no matter what time. It's <laughs>